2: Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network for this Wednesday, June the 8th. We thank you for listening to AFR. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Battagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. And Fred Jackson. Good morning, Fred. Morning again, Tim. Hey, a little bit later in this uh, segment, like 10 minutes from now, we're going to get in uh, as much as we can in 15 or 20 minutes, sort of a deep dive. On these proposed gun laws, uh, our gun laws that are already already in existence, uh, um, having to do with red flag, what they call red flag laws, uh, also. uh, On background checks. Background checks and and those kinds of things. We're going to talk to Kevin Parker, who's director of security operations here and uh, has many, many years in uh, law enforcement, as well as his. Friend and colleague, Chuck Bond. Chuck is Assistant Director of Security Operations here. These guys uh, are the real deal. Yeah. I mean, they have yeah. SWAT experience. Yeah.
0: I think they both served overseas in the military. and
2: Yeah. Uh, so we're going to talk to them coming up in a few minutes about some of these. Because I want to know, not not necessarily the constitutional uh, aspects of it, uh, but that'll be a part of the discussion the Second Amendment, but – Do these laws that are being proposed now in light of what happened in Texas and Buffalo and other places, are are they really going to serve the purpose of stopping those things from happening? I want want to talk about that. But there is uh, a a serious breaking news story, Fred.
3: Yes. uh, A California man carrying at least one weapon near uh, Justice Brent M. Kavanaugh's Maryland home uh, taken into custody in about the last hour or so. After telling officers he wanted to kill the Supreme Court justice, Uh, according to people familiar with the investigation, Washington Post, a few other news agencies reporting that this hour. The man is described to be in his mid-20s, was found to be carrying at least one weapon and burglary tools, people said, speaking on the condition of anonymity. And uh, uh, police were apparently notified that the person might pose a threat to the justice. But it was not immediately clear who provided that initial tip. So, a 20 year old man from California has told police he's been arrested. He was heading to Justice Kavanaugh's Maryland home, uh, obviously to break in. He had a weapon and perhaps to do even more than that. So, this is the kind of violence that people have been very concerned about since the Supreme Court, the leak came out of the Supreme Court back several weeks ago now that a decision is coming on Roe v. Wade. Uh, uh, there's been warnings about this, but this perhaps is the most serious. We know protesters uh, went to the homes of some of the justices, and uh, at one point, I think was it was at it Gorsuch, uh, he, he had to be moved from his home. it was home.
0: Sam, Samuel Alito,
2: I think.
3: Alito had to be moved to another location uh, because, the, I guess, the pro-abortion protesters... It, it got so bad.
2: Let me also remind people. Uh, we we don't have this clip, I don't think, but because uh, this, but remind people what happened when the people started showing up at the homes of the Supreme Court justices after the leak was uh, revealed. The White House was asked about this. Remember uh, Jen Psaki? Yes. Um, oh, wait. Brett, uh, maybe you can find this. Uh, I'm talking to Brent Creeley, our producer. But she did not outright condemn the protesters showing up at the Supreme Court justice's homes. That's right. Her initial reaction was, uh, well, we don't have an opinion on where people protest. Right. You remember that? Yes. Oh, yes. And, and people are full. You got to understand, she said people are passionate about this and angered about this. In other words, she was. The idea of going to the homes and and threatening the families was not of any concern to hers, to her. In fact, she sat. It was it was almost as if she was legitimizing that kind of behavior, even though it's against the law
0: to right try to influence a a judge's yeah. or justice's decision. Yeah. Do you remember that? I do absolutely. Oh, yeah. I'm not mischaracterizing. No, her we answer, we talked right? about that. Uh, yeah. For uh for a week when these protesters
3: started showing up.
0: Yeah. Uh, There was a Buffalo uh, uh, Crisis
2: Pregnancy Center yesterday.
3: Yep. Uh, This story, according to the National Review, pro-abortion terrorists firebombed a pro-life Christian pregnancy center in Buffalo, New York, yesterday, inflicting significant damage on the building and vandalizing the remains with their organization's name. Uh, According to the National Review, (laughs) pro-abortion group Jane's Revenge which has developed a reputation for resorting to violence, claimed responsibility for the attack. The arsonist left graffiti on a wall that read, Jane was here. The organization has committed multiple such incidents in the last few months, including one in which it firebombed the headquarters of Wisconsin Family Action, a pro-life group in Madison, Wisconsin. The
2: violence is coming from the left. Yes. And the potential for more violence in the coming weeks and months coming from the political left in this country, despite what uh Biden and others want to say white supremacy is yes. is on the rise and
0: that's the that's the real threat. Well what the left has been doing since president since candidate Trump became President Trump is the left has been accusing conservatives of the very things they're doing. Mm-hmm. So the Hillary Clinton accused trump of russian collusion when it has become clear that with the john durham investigation it was clear before that but it became crystal clear with some of these results from the uh, durham investigation was that hillary clinton had invented the whole thing out of whole cloth and in fact some of this information came from somebody from supposedly from russia now you have the Biden administration saying the conservatives, uh, Christians, all of us are the main threat to the United States when, in reality, it's the left. I I haven't heard of one white supremacist. We in in, in uh, a couple of years now since that uh, evil man drove his vehicle through a uh, crowd, oh. a, a crowd of uh, people on the left. I haven't read of anything else that supposed white supremacists have been doing. Well, Buffalo, Buffalo—that's that, true. Yeah, good call on that. Yeah, um, but to say we're an existential threat because of those two individuals, while they're firebombing crisis pregnancy centers. No, the
2: real threat is left-wing supremacist. Yes. Huh? It's a good way of putting it. The left-wing supremacist—they uh, are the real threat. Violently. Of, of violence in, in in America right now, and it's going to be interesting to see what the what the reaction is today. From I'm sure they'll condemn it, the White House, but there, it needs to be unequivocal. Un, unequivocal, Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, unequivocal. Uh, but wow, you know, if you're one of these Supreme Court justices, you know, you got to be worried about the safety of yourself and your family now at this time yeah and uh did merrick garland the attorney
0: general order uh federal police protection i think u.s marshals mm-hmm. are protecting their homes yeah. yes which is uh, which now this is breaking news so uh we'll we'll find out more but that may have been who arrested this i,
2: I
3: think this guy was- who
0: yeah, is a, a, alleged to have been a threat. It's being
2: reported. Drudge has it. Uh, MSN.com has it. Washington Post has it. Fox News has it. It's on our site now. It's on our site now. AFN. AFN. Mm-hmm. Uh, is uh, This says a, uh, MSN, a California man carrying at least one weapon near Brett Kavanaugh's Maryland home has been taken into custody publicly. He did not get to the Kavanaugh
0: home he was picked up on a nearby street. So, and you remember? You remember
2: when was, was it? About three years ago? Four years ago? I'm not sure exactly when. When that uh, left wing uh, nut job went to the baseball field mm-hmm. and tried to murder all the Republican congressmen? Right. Yep. Remember that? Oh yeah. And uh, he was a Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. supporter and a follower of the. Uh, southern poverty law center yes now uh the man is individually responsible for his actions but uh, the left wing media always want to imp- give motives right mm-hmm. to people doing what they do and motives are fair to look at but uh, this guy really did shoot went to the uh, baseball field there in washington and wanted to murder Started shooting, wanted to murder a lot of
0: the Republican congressmen. Yeah, his yes. name was James Hodgkinson. He was a sixty-six-year-old man. He he asked a congressman who was walking by whether it was Republicans or Democrats on the field practicing, and once he said, told him it was Republicans. Yeah,
2: so we're being gaslighted by the left-wing media and these left-wing uh, uh, political uh, politicos. That the threat of violence uh, in America is coming from the right.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, you, you'll you find that some, we live in a country of 330 million people, right? You're going to find some nut jobs on all sides. However, um, what we're seeing now is, is that with the attack uh, uh, in, in Buffalo at the Crisis Pregnancy Center. Yep. You saw what happened at Joel Osteen's church last mm-hmm. Sunday. Mm -hmm. These uh, two women went in. Uh, I didn't see the whole video, but they evidently stripped down uh, to their underwear and then started screaming expletives in the middle of the church service Mm -hmm. about Roe versus Wade being overturned. Yeah. Um, All right, so uh, you're listening to today's issues. Well, uh, the the issue now that that the country's talking about in light of what happened in Texas – with all those children murdered in that school, is uh, guns and gun control and what to do uh, that would uh, supposedly make us a safer country and prevent these kinds of tragedies from happening. That's the national discussion that's being had. Of course, the left wing don't even want to have a discussion much about it. They just want to, quote, end gun violence. And they have their answers for that. That's basically gun control, which violates the Second Amendment in many ways. So we're going to talk about that right now. Uh, Kevin Parker. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. Kevin's Director of Security Operations for us here at AFA. And how many years you've been in law enforcement? Uh, 27. 27 years? Yes, sir. And also uh, your colleague here, Chuck Bunn. Chuck is Assistant Director of Security Operations with us. And you've also been?
4: 30 years, yes, sir.
2: 30 years in law enforcement at uh, what levels?
4: Uh, local, state, and uh, served overseas as a contractor with the Department of State.
2: So you guys, uh, have been, you've been carrying guns since you were three years old, Chuck, probably, right? <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? You had a holster. For a
4: few, for a few years. Kevin, <laughs> <And, laughs> yeah, mean, you
2: served
0: overseas in the military
5: yes, as well. Sir. Yes, sir, 15 months in <laughs> Afghanistan as a contractor. All right,
2: we're going to talk about this
0: uh, issue uh why don't you lead off, Ed? Yeah. So uh, the, the, all the talk has been obviously. I don't know anybody who's in favor of gun violence unless you're a member of a of a gang. All right. Everybody wants to end gun violence, but the the question is how do you do it? All right. So uh, many of us saw Matthew McConaughey's speech yesterday. He was invited to the White House. Uh, NBA players wearing end get end gun violence T-shirts. Some of the ideas that are being suggested, we want to talk about that with you guys because you guys are experts in this field. We're not. So can you explain to us what red flag laws are? We'll swap between Kevin and Chuck. Kevin, you go go first. What are red flag laws, and are those helpful in stopping people from killing them? Well,
5: from my understanding, the red flag laws are uh, if I deem a family member to be unstable, I can uh, petition the court to take their firearms from them without them having a say in court, and, and which I, I, I don't agree with. There are laws on the books already in states like Florida that, that uh, address this issue of, of uh, uh, mental health issues that, that might make someone unstable and uh, that gives them a right to go to court and uh, defend themselves but these red flag laws do not give the the individual a right to defend them. So the red
2: flag laws are state-by-state?
5: I think they're wanting to make it a federal That's what they're uh, talking
2: about in Washington, D.C. right now, make it a federal uh, Anything to add to this,
4: Chuck? Yes, from my understanding from research is that approximately 19 states have red flag laws at this time, give or take one or two, but they're all different, and it just shows that, there's no one solution or answer to it. Uh, some states it can be by colleague, coworker, school teacher. Was even one which I didn't quite understand because it mentioned school teacher. If you had the student in the last six months, well, if it's a student, they don't meet the legal qualifications to purchase a firearm anyway. If you're a minor, so I'm not sure how that applied. But
2: okay, man. here here seems to me the danger of of a red flag law. In theory, it sounds wonderful, doesn't it? Absolutely, it like, man, yeah. this is great. Sure. Uh, we know somebody who's maybe uh, off kilter, uh, mentally ill, unbalanced. Uh, maybe they're screaming, yelling out, uh, showing tendencies of violent, uh, potential violent behavior. We need to call the police. And uh, our, no, you, you will call the police, but you got to petition a court. You do have to take that step. A uh, judge has to be involved. However, the opposite, the uh, flip side of this is uh, I got a neighbor. <clears throat> And he doesn't like conservatives, right? And he sees my Trump bumper sticker, and he he wants to say, "Well, uh, you know, you're you're a you're a white supremacist. You're a white supremacist, and uh, you, don't, you don't you don't you don't you're you're a danger to society. I'm going to go down to the court court, and uh, now I know that sounds far fetched.
5: Yeah,
4: but, I, but I, don't I don't think it is far fetched. Okay, You don't I, think so? No, I think it's a real possibility, and it's the uh, problem with these statutes because the guns are taken prior to the evidence being submitted in court, and which is a
0: violation of your constitutional rights.
2: That's
4: right.
0: And the problem would also be if, as Kevin mentioned, if this is federalized, then the office that makes the call is in Washington D.C. It's not in your state capital. It's the deep state Department of it, State. I mean, the, it's the de-
2: de- right. Department of. Uh, uh, yeah, the, whoever oversees the FBI, Justice, that would be Justice,
5: Justice, Department yeah. of Justice. I, I think uh, I think I heard it on Sandy Rios. She had a, a lady on whose husband <laughs> was murdered in front of her, and which caused her to have a lot of uh, uh, mental problems sure. due to the violence that happened in front of her. So, had one of her family members said, "Well, she's unstable to own a firearm," and you know, and don't let her uh, go through her grieving process. And and so all you might all you would have to have is to have a judge
2: sounds like to me right. This is why when you say enough okay if you're going to have red flag laws, then they need to be state by state. Okay. State government. Uh, The more local the government, the more responsive they are to the people, and the more smarter laws you're going to have. So if you're going to have red flag laws like we've just described here. At least it needs to be done on a state by state level. We don't need anything from Washington D.C. as a federal uh, federal law.
0: Now, what was the other? We were going to ask. Well, also wanted to ask uh, about. Uh, we had two other questions. I don't know if we'll get to them both, but the issue of background checks. Once you got either of you guys Chuck, explain, start with Chuck on that. Okay, uh, explain the process of background checks and how that works, and how they are are they effective in weeding out people. And sh- maybe we can have some discussion about whether they should be changed.
4: I'm going to briefly speak on because Kevin had an opportunity or in his past uh, was selling weapons and had to do background checks. So he's m- more experienced than that. But where I can speak to it as far as when I was in law enforcement, I would be contacted by ATF, who did a background on a-
0: alcohol, tobacco and firearms. Yes,
4: yeah, who did a background on an individual who purchased a firearm. Their background checks occurred after the person purchased the firearm and even had it in their possession for 30-plus days. So how, how effective is that? Hmm. Uh, so that was an experience that I had with it. Uh, it wasn't, uh, in that particular case, wasn't done. It wasn't caught until after the fact. Right.
5: It, selling firearms, when I did it for a police supply store, we would immediately do a background check uh, even on law enforcement officers if they did not have a concealed carry permit. The concealed carry permit is issued based on a background check being done on that person, so that was done that way. But um, the background checks are effective if the person has a a felony or any kind of uh, domestic violence charge on their record, and it weeds them out, and I've had several People come in trying to buy firearms uh, that had were, were rejected for whatever reason, and they would investigate it and then you know uh, come to a conclusion on it. But they are effective. Uh, the the if a if you have a, a pistol and I sell it to Ed, and I give Ed a receipt <laughs> and it gets stolen from Ed, uh, and you, and it is used in a crime, then. Then the ATF gets involved. They call the gun manufacturer who calls the store they sold it to, who says, okay. They look through their records and say, I sold that gun to Kevin Parker. Well, then they come to Kevin Parker and say, uh, where's your gun? "Where's your gun?" I say, well, I sold it to Ed Battagliano, and here's the receipt for where I sold it. Hmm. So and then Ed, Ed has to do his due diligence and file a police report if it's stolen from him. Which covers him, and that you know, and that's how that. So, process works. So, so the, the part of the argument that's going on now is,
0: you shouldn't be able to. You, Kevin Parker, should not be able to sell a gun to Ed Vitagliano, without a background check. Correct. So, what, what the the left, in general, it's the left. Mm-hmm. Okay, what they want to do is limit private sales because no background check is done. Correct. Right. All right. How would you do that? How would how would you even do a background check? Seems to me like you'd have
2: you'd have have to have access to police information. You couldn't.
0: So what they want to do is stop private sales because okay. because that's the net effect of that. I, I I think because I don't think that Kevin can can run a background
5: but, check. But but it's just, it's only going to stop the the people with good intentions. Yeah, that's right. where that's and, where and that's, you, you know are
2: we're, 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 yeah. what, what we're what we're what we're guys are out talking about. We, we know what we're doing. We're talking about law abiding citizens. Exactly. Okay. This is where the left loses people on their whatever arguments they put forth about quote gun control. Uh is this? Chuck, the criminals don't the gangsters, they don't give a rip about uh waiting periods or age requirements or any of the, any of that stuff. Uh and that's where the that's where most of the gun violence and and uh, and uh, violence uh, w- using guns occurs.
4: If I've made a decision to cause someone harm, to hurt someone, to right. kill someone, I don't think the um, the thought of breaking a gun law is going to stop me. And that's the issue. I think it's it goes down to a a hard issue, and uh, the the individuals that the individual that caused this. Um, heinous crime in texas where he took 19 22 lives injured another 18 or 19 individuals um, breaking the gun law was not a concern of his uh, nor any other individuals how committed. about
2: thou shalt not murder which is a ten, one one of the 10 commandments and you can't murder people in the state of texas that didn't bother him either right, no. right. Pre- that didn't prevent him from doing the crime
4: that's right
5: they take religion out of the schools but then when this happens everybody's praying for everybody
4: shot. yeah it, it, yeah, it, yeah everybody's it, pray,
2: everybody
5: wants their prayers wants after prayers him. after that and it's it's, but, it's really but, sad
2: but this but so uh what we want to prevent is 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 a uh, people uh if you want to prevent people dying or being shot in america because that somebody uses a gun uh, the all these laws that they keep putting forth are not going to do anything to stop uh, I was reading a comment last night, Ed these laws are they are are they, are the kids on the street in Chicago who are murdering people every day? Are they gonna check to see if they're old enough to own one of the weapons
0: before they go out you're not no, and this is a uh, I, I read a stat from the Department of Justice that says that thirteen percent of all homicides are gang related. so I, I know that's that's a minority of them, but that's a pretty big chunk. thirteen percent. So we see all these cities under siege. A lot of that's gang violence. And to your point, they don't care about laws that they're breaking. So when you say that if you outlaw guns,
2: only guns, only outlaws will have guns, that's a cliche, but that's true.
5: Right. And they don't uh, talk about all the uh, situations where uh, somebody was prevented harm yeah. by a citizen right. getting involved who legally owned a firearm and prevented the, the uh, violence.
2: All right, We'll be back momentarily. Stay with us.
1: When you hear this, this is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective.
3: Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building, and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their
1: very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net.
2: What's your favorite place to visit when you go to the Holy Land? Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. That's a question I get asked frequently either before we go to Israel or while we're there with the folks that we see the Holy Land with. And I have to say, my favorite place is, and there's so many places to visit, it's like picking your favorite child, right? Which child do you love the most? So it's hard to say, but I gotta tell you, going to the Sea of Galilee, getting on the boat, and riding out to the middle, and then having a worship experience there with the folks who are with us, it's just, hard to put into words for all the information on our march 2023 trip to israel go to the website twholyland.com twholyland.com everything's there the cost the itinerary etc join us won't you
1: hello americans i'm todd Starn. stand by for news and commentary next Uh, my goal as a teacher as is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and
0: turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years
1: down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash starnes. Oreo wants you to become an activist for the LGBT agenda. The makers of the famous cookie with the cream filling partnering with PFLAG, they want you to buy a package of their gay-themed cookies and give them to an LGBT person. They also want you to write a note of affirmation. Now, it's not unusual for major corporations to pledge their allegiance to the rainbow flag, but Oreo has gone full-blown RuPaul. Their website calls on fans to respect preferred pronouns, saying it's a way to vocalize inclusion and communicate where your values lie. Now, the LGBT also has their own dictionary, dozens and dozens of words to accommodate their proclivities like mispronouning, which apparently is an egregious offense, as is using the word lifestyle to describe the LGBT lifestyle. Transcestors referring to ancient transgender people. I'm not making this up. You can see the full list on my website. You know, maybe it might be a good time to get a new afternoon snack. Maybe Hydrox or Famous Amos. I'm Todd Stearns. Search me, God, and know my heart. Test me. And know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24.
0: American Family Radio. This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of Today's Issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of Today's
3: Issues.
2: Welcome back, everybody, to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Before we get to Abraham Hamilton III, uh, just to repeat the uh, top story right now, Fred, is what?
3: top story is authorities in Maryland have arrested a 20-year-old California man. He was approaching the home of Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh in Maryland. He had a gun. He had tools to break into a house. And apparently, according to early reports, he has told officers he wanted to kill Kavanaugh. And uh, so that's what we know at over, this point.
2: Over the uh, Roe versus Wade potential. Yes, uh,
3: connected to that, to the leak, which says that Roe v. Wade will be overturned.
2: Yeah. So that's
0: a uh, that's the lead story across the country. It uh, um, be very interesting to see how the media the news media responds, how the Biden administration responds to this. Yes. Yes,
2: because as we said before, uh, Jen Psaki, the then spokesperson for the White House, uh, when when asked about this three or four weeks ago, that is people showing up in front of the homes of Supreme Court justices. Do you have that? Okay. Abe, are you there? I'm here. Good morning, brother. Good morning. How you doing? we got a lot to talk to you about, so – I'll get your reaction to what we're about to hear. Okay, so uh, uh, Brent Creeley, our producer, our crack producer. He's not on crack. <laughs> he's our crack producer. Right. I just want to make clear. Brent, unless there's something I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you look pretty clean to me. No crack, I promise. Okay, no crack. Anyway, so uh, so what we're about to play when, when the people started showing up in protest in front of Supreme Court Justices' homes a few weeks ago, the, the day after this happened, or the weekend after it happened, uh, the question was asked to, to, the, to Jen Psaki at the White House uh, what her response is, what her reaction to this uh, threat to these uh, justices are, threat, threats are, uh, and here was her response.
1: These activists posted a map with the home addresses of the Supreme Court justices. Is that the kind of thing this president wants to help your side make their point?
5: Look, I think the president's
0: view is that there's a lot of passion, a lot of fear, uh, a lot of uh, sadness from many, many people across this country about what they saw in that leaked document.
3: Oh, really? (laughs) Wow. Mm.
2: Now, Now looking back in light of what happened today, what's happened today, Abe, your re- your reaction to to that?
6: Man, I'm 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 mortified. Um, what what we are witnessing is a, another iteration of what we witnessed in the past when you had the Bernie Sanders supporter who literally <laughs> tried to kill Republican congressmen, including Louisiana Steve Scalise at a baseball field, Um, the same thing that an an activist who was motivated by the SPLC's hate map took a gun into Family Research Council's headquarters uh, with a gun and Chick-fil-A sandwiches to kill people at FRC's headquarters. Yet, on the, the regressive left, there's this constant affirmation of the notion, well, the ends seem to justify the means. If Jen Psaki would have been presented with the possibility of, mm, I don't know, maybe a pro-life protest that happened to march to the front doors of Justice, Justice's Elena Kagan, Sonia Sotomayor, Stephen Breyer, or even Ruth Bader Ginsburg before her passing. I may be wrong here, but I don't think I am. She probably would have had a different response.
2: What about uh, to, if, if Peter Ducey had said this? How would you feel, Jen Psaki, if... Uh, protesters angry with Biden administration uh, stand out in front of your home. Exactly.
6: Come to your house. Come to your house. Would you regard them as just being passionate and maybe concerned, somewhat fearful that the America that our founders established? Of course not.
2: What what she did right there was she did not condemn the potential for violence against these Supreme Court justices, at least in that clip that I heard. Her initial reaction was... Should have been uh, that. Uh, that is uh, the president uh, is absolutely against protesting at Supreme Court justices. And home. it's illegal,
0: and will be and prosecuted. It's illegal.
2: Yes, there's federal law that prohibits yeah. it. That it's a it, criminal violation. Yes, yes. So that's what she should have said first. Now, if she wanted mm-hmm. to say subsequent to that, now there's a lot of passion and fear on the side yes. of yada yada. Okay, then that's understandable. But her first reaction should have been what we just said. Instead, her first reaction was. You know what? I wonder not really have a problem with these people showing up at Supreme Court justices' homes because they're passionate.
6: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the same ideology. Get up in their faces, you know, make them feel Maxine it. Don't waters. let them be comfortable. It, it, it's the Maxine Mad Max Maxim is what it is. Was it because Nancy, deep down they yeah. don't have a problem with it? Was it wasn't Nancy Pelosi's response to this?
0: I don't have an opinion about where people protest. Yes.
6: Really? Yes. Yeah.
0: Ooh. Was it wasn't yes. that Nancy Pelosi? Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I don't no, have I an opinion about where Nancy people Pelosi? protest. Well, how how about what's the uh, what's the Muslim uh, congresswoman on the squad from Minnesota? Ilhan Omar. No. Yeah.
3: Well. Yes. 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 Ilhan
2: Omar. Her. What? Well, there's another one from Michigan. Yes. Uh, remember yeah. uh, about a year she or so ago, she was asked about the, uh, the 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 massacre, the deaths that took place on 9/11, and her mm-hmm. response was, "Some people did something."
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That was right. her
2: response to 9/11. Yeah. yeah. So. I know that's kind of unrelated, but it is related in the sense that the many, not all, but many on the left uh will uh, justify violence against people on the right by not condemning it. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. They won't say pati- they won't say get a gun and go shoot Brett Kavanaugh. You know, they're not stupid enough to say something like that, although but 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 they but they but they uh, when they don't say when they don't condemn it outright at first, then the implication is that I don't have a problem with threats against these people because they deserve it. Go ahead. Uh, a.
6: No, and it just it underscores that there's a worldview diversion. You know, we're, we've gone far past and we've said this numerous times, far past the times of classical liberalism, you know, to where you may have vehemently divergent points of view. But because of our unified, consistent uh, veneration for the First Amendment, we will both protect the, op- the the ideological opponents right to say and share their views. Well, we're far past that. We're, we're at the at the time now to where they don't want many of them don't want any debates. It's either you comply with the accepted politically correct narrative or notion or you are disqualified from public engagement. There's no there's no reasonable disagreement. There's no reasonable divergence. And in the spectrum of this worldview, protesting in personal space is one of the playbook plays that they employ straight out of Alinsky's Rules for Radicals.
3: Funny you should mention some of that, because last night in San Francisco, one of the most left wing cities in the country Voters there voted to toss their district attorney, Chesa Boudin, just got into office two years ago. Uh, He is responsible for what a lot of people have seen, allowing people to steal up to $900 from Walgreens stores. He he doesn't
2: Uh, believe in incarceration.
3: Doesn't believe in incarceration. Uh, He didn't believe in prosecuting what he called quality-of-life crimes. (laughs) All right, so what happened is uh, crime Escalated in San Francisco, and the people who voted him in said, uh, Gee whiz, I think we made a mistake. The vote was over 60% to dump this guy last night. Mm-hmm. I find it really interesting, Abe. You know who his mom and dad were? <laughs>
6: <laughs> they were members
3: of the left wing uh, Weather Underground. And he was very young when they were put in prison for their activities. That was in the
0: 60s and early in,
3: 70s. In the 60s. And according to this report on uh, Fox News, guess who raised this Boudin? He was raised by left-wing activist Bill Ayers, co-founder of Weather Underground. This guy became the district attorney of San Francisco because the people of San Francisco thought it was just wonderful to have this liberal left-wing district attorney. The only problem was runaway crime in San Francisco. And now they're having buyer's remorse, they get rid of him. It's the first time this has happened to a district attorney in San Francisco.
6: Yeah, it's, it's the Mike Tyson phenomenon. Everybody has fanciful ideas until you get punched in the mouth. You know, I mean... San Francisco is bluest of blue, right, all the way through. So they heard the rhetoric during the campaign, you know, reimagine, reenvision. re-envision, we're all good, heal the world, make it a better place. There's no such thing as a sin nature. There's no such thing as criminals. There's no such thing as violent criminals. Oh, wait a minute. Yes, there are. 20% increase in crimes, upticks in homicides, upticks in random violence against, you know, elderly citizens on the street. Uh, And they realize we made a horrible mistake. And frankly, uh, this seems to be a trend happening in San Francisco because this election is not a normal election. So the citizens of San Francisco had to go through a process to get it balloted in the first place. to where they had to have a significant amount of people who signed on to say, no, we need to get this guy out of here now. Then they have the election after that. This follows the recall election of three of San Francisco's school board members. Yeah. Its president, Gabriela Lopez, its vice vice president, Falgo Maliga, its commissioner, Allison Collins, were also recalled just several months ago. So this is something that the citizens of San Francisco have have established somewhat of a pattern, and I think— it provides a bellwether of what very well may happen around the world. You don't get any bluer than San Francisco. And even San Franciscans are saying, listen, this regressivism is too far even for us. You know, this it's still a liberal place. It, it, it's still a place where, you know, they elected these people, but they're realizing that putting them in office, actually allowing them access to the levers of power in the various iterations that they have, it has detrimental Real world consequences. They suffer when they put these types of people in power. And so I hope two things, that this is a trend in these bluest of blue places and that they realize that these these elections have real world consequences. You put these people in power. This is what you can expect to follow when they implement their radical Orwellian vision for living.
2: We're talking to Abraham Hamilton III, Abe host the Hamilton Corner each afternoon, weekdays on American Family Radio from 5 to 6 o'clock Central Time, so join him this afternoon for the Hamilton Corner. I'm Tim Wildman with Eva Tagliano and Fred Jackson. You're listening to Today's Issues on American Family Radio. If you want to watch us on the internet, go to Facebook or YouTube and just type in Today's Issues. Uh, I was joking in our staff meet in our show prep meeting this morning. What happened in San Francisco with the ouster of this uh, progressive uh, use it in quotations what Abe calls regressive district attorney yesterday was a political earthquake. Uh, Yeah, uh, the San Francisco pun earthquake there. (laughs) In case you didn't get it, but uh, but listen, folks, what happened here is in two years. Now don't. I don't think we need to misread this thing. <clears throat> San Francisco is not going red. Right. Okay. And I'm not talking about commie red. <laughs> I'm, talking about, I'm talking about Republican red. Right. They're not going red, at least anytime soon. These people are. are They're blue. They're, they're blue. They're deep Democrats. Uh, there are Democrats uh, that. So, but what happened was within two years, they saw. The Within two years, they saw the results of uh, the real-life consequences, as they've just said, uh, Fred, of soft on crime, social justice uh, mentality by the— uh,
0: Defund the police, the def- all,
2: that. The de- all that. All that uh, stuff that many of them were marching for subsequent to the death of George Floyd, you mm-hmm. know, defund the police and— all this, uh, and now they see the real-life consequences and the quality of life deteriorating rapidly in San Francisco. Was it Walgreens? Mm-hmm. And uh, some of these, some of these stores are just shutting down.
3: Right, at least five in that ne- San Francisco neighborhood
2: uh, because they're allow. They are allowing people just to walk in and take what they want, and then the police, if they even come, don't want to do anything because the DA in this case. This fella here, Ch- Chessy Bowden. boudin yeah. Yeah, says uh, you know what? Unless they got a thousand dollars, don't talk to me. Yep. Uh, well, not a prosecutor. Uh, not prosecute. So, uh, anyway, the the real life consequences of electing left wing district attorneys is a massive failure for for cities and and uh, what's the connection there between these uh, these these district attorneys? By the way, you served in the district attorney's office in New Orleans, right?
6: I did and in the New Orleans area and in Houston, Texas. In Houston, Texas. So you know, what it's, District Attorney's office. You know
2: what it's like to be in, in, in that office, but uh in that job. What is the connection between George
6: Soros and these uh progressive <laughs> DAs? Well, George Soros, many people may know, who spent who dedicates a significant portion of his wealth annually to uh social engineering via politics. He made the decision about maybe five to eight years ago that he can get the most effective usage of his money if he funded specifically uh, progressive or, as you know, I say regressive district attorneys, uh, because you don't have to change policy if you can get those who are entrusted with enforcing the law to simply refuse to do so. So he spent upwards of 40 to 50 million dollars out of his own pocket to influence district attorney races all over the country. Chester Boudin is one of about maybe 75 <coughs> district attorneys whom he bankrolled. In addition, to that to that to that, because district attorney races are generally not as high profile, uh, your money can go a much further distance to carry your candidate, you know, over the over the finish line. So that is what he did. He intentionally sought out uh, these district attorney's office. The same thing happens in New York. Alvin Bragg there. The same thing happened in Harris County. Kim Og there. All over the country where you have these Lo- Los these Angeles, Los Angeles. Yeah, Garcon there. Um, all over the country where you have these these district attorneys that seem to say the same things. Um, we want to re-envision criminal justice. Uh, we we no longer have a vision that allows carceral sentences. That's what Alvin Bragg said. Um, another one of George Soros's greatest hits was the, the Marilyn Mosby in in in, Mar- in Baltimore uh, and in all of these major cities. Same thing in Philadelphia where crime is skyrocketing. They have district attorneys by and large who've been bankrolled by George Soros. Who foments uh, 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 the reality of lawlessness? Frankly, and it, and that is what has been happening. And I hope that the American people are waking up. I think San Franciscans recognize that, and I hope it, this is something that carries forward. The, ga- and the gangsters and countries. the
2: the gangsters and the criminals and the bad guys realize that the uh, district attorneys in these big cities aren't going to do squat. Yep, and there's uh, so there's no price to pay for their activity for their criminal activity. So it's it's uh, so it's the wild wild west and meanwhile the citizens uh, are are worried about if i stop at the next stoplight is my car or i going to get a carjacking right uh you know what i'm saying uh, the stores are closing all over my city
0: listen you've got yeah. homelessness it, the homeless taking yes. over these big cities because the, uh, the leadership of those cities is saying they have a right to sleep on sidewalks. So you have businesses saying, no one will come in my store. You're giving out free yeah. needles for drug addicts. And guess what? Yeah. Your, your sidewalks are filled with human waste and needles and uh, and, and drug addicts who are sky high. Welcome it, it, to the progressive idea of utopia. It,
6: the, yeah. the good thing yeah. we've and, got. And, and, and it, yeah. Go it's ahead. even worse than them not doing anything, Tim. It is literally you have police officers going out, doing the work, doing investigatory work, making the arrests. And the, the district attorneys are coming in and dismissing the charges after the fact. Yeah. So it's not just not doing anything, but affirmatively working against law enforcement to allow these people to be loosed so, back on on the streets in society. So what's the net effect of that on the police officers?
2: Is they're demoralized because why and they quit. Why? They quit. Seattle has it's lost uns- hundreds
0: of officers.
2: It's already unsafe for them now. Right. So now they're thinking, even if I do go do my job and arrest the bad guy, he's not going to serve any time. So what's the yeah. point here? So I, I think personally that the, what's the old expression? The die has been cast. Right. So I think San Francisco and these other big cities are going to have to, unless they get a law and order Rudy Giuliani type. Which they won't. No. which they won't because the pushback from the left right. will be enormous if the Mayor Adams in New York's about as tough as they're gonna get. He's a former cop, man. The progressive didn't even like that. And he's right. a liberal. Right. Uh right. so it's gonna be interesting to see uh what what plays out there, but but man, the fact that this guy was voted out in two years, uh is, is And uh, by a
0: wide margin. Sixty one thirty nine.
2: Quite yeah. stunning. It's got to send. Uh, it's got to be worrisome for the Democrat Party nationally to look at that and go, "Is this uh, a, a <clears throat> is this uh, a you know precursor to November?"
0: Yeah, let me let me tell you. Just throw this in. Can we uh, let
2: Abe go? Okay.
0: hey thank you,
2: my friend. Look forward to your show this afternoon. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you, guys. Abraham Hamilton III, who's our
0: colleague here. Um, well, the,
2: the, the, what ahead. I was going
0: to say is the Democrats uh, have always had to rely on Republicans do too, independent <laughs> voters, but a lot of them uh, fight over what they call suburban moms, soccer moms. We used to call them suburban moms. Who do you think? How do you think suburban suburban moms feel? Are oh, they going Republican about about crime in the cities where the, some of them work, and the suburbs what, now, and now moving to the suburbs? And it's directly tied to, you can link it to the changes in these big cities. Suburban moms, they may have different opinions about issues like abortion and Listen, schools. But when it comes to yeah. being carjacked or break-ins in your home or your CVS being cleaned out and then going out of business, shutting its doors, those moms aren't going aren't to vote Democrat.
2: <clears throat> They're going to vote Republican this fall. You need evidence for this. Look what happened in Virginia.
3: Virginia? These were people
2: who voted for Joe Biden. Yes, they voted for Biden two years ago. Two years later, they go, "Whoa, I'm not for all this left wing craziness." Uh, I'm voting Republican, mm-hmm. even if they didn't agree with the Republican Party on a number of issues. When it comes when it comes down to, there's two big issues that uh, every American considers when voting. And, uh, there, there, there are other issues that groups of us consider more more worthy of our consideration in terms of how we vote. But there are two issues that every American thinks about. One is the economy, money, jobs, feed the family, make the house payment. And the second thing is personal and safety and safety for your family. Mm -hmm. If, if people don't feel safe and they're scared and they don't want to go downtown or they don't want to go to the store at 10 o'clock, um, or they don't want to have their you know, uh, or it, it. listen, the crimes that used to take place in downtown big city, America have now spread out to the suburbs. Right. And a lot of these, in, in California, they get these follow home. Yes. Follow home. They follow people home. They, they look, they say, well, that guy's driving a Mercedes. Let's
0: follow him. Or dude. they come out of a store like a yeah. jewelry store and they say, huh? Well, they bought something. With a bag, yes, they follow them yes. back and they rob them.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, so, I, I would
0: add a third one. Yeah, because Virginia, this was especially true in Virginia, kids. Yes, you don't. True. You That's don't, true. Schools, you don't mess That's with true. my kids and yeah. tell them things that right. I don't approve of. Which,
3: which puts the nation uh, directly opposite to where the Democrats want to take this right. nation. Right on all three fronts that you just mentioned, they right. want they want light on crime. They Joe Biden doesn't have a problem with people paying more for gas. He said no. so a couple yeah. of weeks ago. We're in the middle of a great transition. Right. That's what he yeah. said. When
2: it's all through, we'll all be better <laughs> off. Listen, yes. Sandy Rios on Tuesday said this. Uh, this is intentional. Yes. This is intentional by the the left-wing, quote, progressives, uh, as represented by the Democrat Party. This is intentional. When you say, well, what are you talking about? This this breakdown of our country so that they can reshape it, and remold it into what? I'm not sure exactly. Some kind of Marxist paradise. You don't, you don't let 2 million people flood into our country in less than two years and not do anything to stop them coming over our Southern border. That's right. 2 million, a million and a half to 2 million. And all you can do is find a a, a border security guy on a horseback who wasn't whipping anybody. And you say, I'm going to go after that guy. Cause look at him. He's a white guy on a horse, whipping a black guy from Haiti. And we're going to get to the bottom of it. Remember Biden saying that? Yep. Well, I, that's a, a digression from my main point. My main point is uh, that it's intentional. Biden and Harris and the Democrats, they want to flood America. With, pe- with poor people from all over the world. Mm-hmm. That's what they want to do because it creates crisis in America. They uh, uh, they want gas prices to soar Yes, because it creates crisis in America. And you would say, why do they want gas prices to soar? Because that's going to cause them to lose the ballot box in November. Well, I got to tell you, I asked myself the same, <laughs> same thing because it doesn't seem to make sense, but – if you're trying, if your ultimate goal is not the temporary, what you you might say is a, uh, the pain caused by inflation, which is, some people say that's intentional too, right? Um, then then you have all these crises that leads to a breakdown of law and order and our way of life and our economy. Then I guess the the Marxists can remake it where, where the idea would be. You have made, then you turn America into a dependency state, right? Yes. You follow me here, right? Yes. So people say so. The federal government comes in and says, "Listen, uh, you know, get in your bread line, uh, and, uh, we'll, we'll, and we'll and we'll give up your guns. We'll provide safety. Yeah. Uh, we'll provide the food. We'll give you a flat. I mean, this is where Venezuela. <laughs> this right? is where we seem to be heading. Now, you somewhat are whether whether it's intended or unintended make your own judgment folks but uh, when you when, when all these things are happening at once sandy said it's intentional yes i don't know yeah uh you you got 30 seconds worth of I, got 30,
0: uh, I will say this i think some of what's happened here is because they were just wrong uh, about like inflation. unintended consequences unintended consequences janet yellen who's uh right. secretary of the treasury she says I, okay i'll admit i was wrong about inflation yeah
2: All right, we'll be back momentarily with more of today's issues on American Family Radio.
3: The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.